Hello. All right, we got Kim on the line. What's up, Kim? Hello. Hello, how y'all doing? Hi. All right, Jay, what's going on? We all here. It's here. Praise the Lord. Hi, Kim. Hey, Jacinta, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Can't complain. You got your snacks ready? I got all my stuff ready. I'm here. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's been a couple weeks since we've all been together to record. Yellow hiatus. So welcome, everyone, back to uh, welcome to what is this? Let me (laughs) say this podcast. Jesus, what is wrong with me? Gosh, you're eating for real. Yes, you Welcome to Let Me Say This Podcast. That was Stace. This is him. Jay. Kim. Kim, how you doing? All right. Oh, right. So how's everyone been? You want to go first? No, you go first. Oh, why? Are, I mean, I know I'm the youngest woman. I'm gonna be bossing me around. Um, how have I been? I've been well, but okay. Um, I'm blessed. I'm still working. I don't have COVID. Um, I did get tested. I felt like I had to get tested. Um, but I don't feel content knowing that I tested negative because I still feel like I'm still out and about because I have to go to work. So I'm still, you know, coming across people. Um, what else? Um, still working, staying at home most of the time. Um, I think the most I've been around people was we went to my mom's house for her birthday we cooked and cut a cake. Um, that's about it. I don't think there's anything interesting going on in my life. So still Did you get the antibodies test? Huh? Did you get the antibodies test? No. Um, I guess that's next now that I test the negative. Eventually. Test. I mean, it ain't going nowhere, clearly. So there's no rush for me. I mean, it's just knowing, I guess, right? So I feel like I've already had it, but it is what it is. Hill, how are you doing? Well, I'm glad that you're okay um, and COVID-free. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm still in the house, making it out every now and again. To run errands. I actually went into the office a couple of weeks ago. And, um, you know, other than that, still dealing with the COVID pandem- pandemic, dealing with the racial pandemic, you know, just trying to stay well and alive. That's right. What about I didn't feel going out after being like there's a, there's a lot of noise going on on someone's phone. Someone, what is that noise? 
That's probably me. Sorry. What did you say? How did it feel going out after working from home so much? Like going into the office? Um, I actually miss going into the office and being in a different space. Um, don't get me wrong. I love being home. It's my personal space. I can, you know, do what I want. I don't have to wear a bra and all that other stuff. Um, <laughs> it was nice going into the office and using the agency's air conditioning and electricity after mm. the months of, you know, using my electricity and the internet and just being in one one space. Okay, so not so bad. It wasn't too bad. I mean, it is eerie going into the office. There's still not a lot of movement. Um, everywhere you go in the office, you have to have a mask on. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually smells clean. Mm. I don't know what that means, but it, it's it's a different smell. Like they actually go through and wipe down the office. So it leads me to think, what were you doing before? <laughs> nothing was taking out the trash and sweeping the floor that's it well maybe they're sanitizing it now that's why it's a different smell it's a deeper clean yeah so but it should have always been thing. that way why do we have to go through this for you guys to actually clean germs are germs right true yeah but I mean I, I mean, it's not their responsibility at that time to sanitize mm-hmm. until it's now sanitary. But I mean, now going forward, they, you know, offices are not going to have a choice. If you want mm-hmm. people to come in, you're going to have to make sure that you have PPE and you are thoroughly cleaning, you know, the office space. Yep. And that you also have the, the like you said, the PPE. Like I was asking for Clorox wipes and they was telling me they were on back order. Like, wait a minute. How is those still on back order? You're a company. Why don't you have access to these things? So, but you know, you can't fight City Hall all the time. So, how are you doing, Tim? I'm sorry. How are you? I'm okay. Um, uh, I've been feeling a little bit more anxious lately, mainly because I have to go back to work. And it looks like they're still looking like they really want us to be in the school building. Um, I, too, have tested negative, and I'm thinking about getting the antibody test before we go back to work, just to be sure, because I don't know what's going to happen. Other than that, I... I just feel blessed. I'm continuing to work on myself and work on my positivity. I do go out. I go out every day. Um, I usually do Uber Eats a few times a week. And I've even been to brunch a few times. So I I feel good. I, I just, I'm not trying to think doom and gloom. And be, but being safe and doing the things that I know I'm supposed to do, despite other people refusing to wear a mask. How was brunch? 
brunch is fine. I don't go to, I don't eat inside any restaurant. So I'm only eating brunch on the patio. And if the patio was too crowded, I'll just go to another restaurant. It was fine. I, I didn't have any issues with it. And even when I go inside to go to the bathroom, I do see lots of restaurants have socially distanced and, you know, they'll have every other table open and, you know, they're trying their best and things seem to be clean and knock on wood. I got tested in March and I haven't had any symptoms. I did test negative. Um, like I said, I'm thinking about going ahead and get the antibody test, especially right before we go back to work, because it looks like we're going back to work. And Kim, have they said, have they discussed what the plan is going to be for you guys to return safely and for staff and children to be safe on the premises? No, no, ma'am. Um, and I say this, just remember that I'm in a Republican state, one of the last states to close, one of the first states to reopen. Um, all of we've been told in our district is that there is no money. We will not be getting any raises. Um, we were being told that, that we are not getting any supplies. So don't ask. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, we don't know as far as how children are getting to school because my school has a huge bus rider population. So we don't know how that's going to happen. Um, we're just being told that recess is done. I don't know how that's going to happen. I teach kindergarten. I don't know how you keep five-year-olds in eight hours a day. Gym has been canceled. Lunch has been canceled. Um, we have to do, do temperature checks twice a day, Keep the, make sure students have masks on their face. And my question was, well, are you providing masks and different cleaning materials? Because an issue we had last year, there was never any soap or toilet paper or mm. hot water in our school building last year. So I'm very skeptical, skeptical, excuse me. Um, our building has been locked up since March. I don't know the level of cleaning. They say it's been cleaned and disinfected, but I don't know. So right now I'm supposed to report back on August 3rd and they actually moved up the start date. It was the 17th. It is now the 10th. Uh. Um, I don't know. I I'm be very honest because like you said, Hill, you cannot find hand sanitizer in the store. You can find Lysol wipes. You can barely find bleach. And I went to Dollar Tree. So I don't know how they expect us to keep our safe ourselves safe um the students safe i don't know it's a great question um so what's the I don't plan know. for lunch you said no lunch like how does that work out not having lunch, lunch and snacks for the kids oh i'm sorry Thanks. i should have said that I sounded crazy it's no they're not having lunch in the lunchroom lunch will be in the classrooms so, so we don't know what that means because that is taking away our break time and mm -hmm. what are the questions we have um especially where i teach i teach kindergarten you know they're saying the children's desks have to be six feet apart number one our classrooms are not that big mm. um pre-k and kindergarten even though we begged and begged for desks we got tables 
So I don't know how we're supposed to do that now. Um, last year, I had four to five kids at each of my tables. I had a class of 21. Mm-hmm. We have no idea what's going to happen. It's just a lot of empty emails. It's a lot up in the air. They just sent out a survey survey to give three options. One is virtual school. One is A day, B day. And then another one is some hybrid. Most people have to no, um, Georgia's does not allow unions. Mm. It's something I wish I would have researched. So it doesn't even make sense for me to join the American Federation of Teachers because the union has no power in Georgia. Um, I don't know. I don't know, y'all. That's why I've been increasing my Uber Eats hours to see if I could actually make a living off of it because I'm really anxious and I never was really scared but I'm really scared to go back to work. So I don't know. Maybe that's why they have you guys coming in earlier to see how it's going to work and if it's even going to happen. Right. I don't know what they're going to do because like I said, um, they're talking about as far as buses, the bus drivers are going to have to clean the buses and check for health. And it's one person on the bus and I'm not trying to be funny. They don't even stop fights when it's on the bus. So what do you do if a child gets on your bus and you scan their temperature and their temperature is a hundred and you tell them they can't come on the bus and go to school, but there's no parent in the house. A lot of our kids get on the bus by themselves in the morning. So it's just a lot to do if you take temperature and the kids are spiking temperature does this we don't have enough room for sick children what do we do if staff gets sick they're telling us if we feel sick just go home and quarantine yourself for 14 days and do you get paid um, for that? no mm. they're not give. They, they they're not considering us essential workers what we're not getting hazard pay um I don't, like I said, we don't know. They already told us there's no money, no supplies. So we don't know how we're going to get masks and hand sanitizer and soap. Cause I could already feel somebody writing a letter saying, my mama said, I don't have to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. So I don't realistic. know y'all. It, it isn't realistic. And I see your, your mayor is already talking about, Hey, full steam ahead. The kids are going back to school in September. Yeah, but he don't have no say so. It all falls on Cuomo, so it don't even matter what Mr. Wadio say. And that's what so, and, that's, and that's what Cuomo has been saying. Great, you can hold these press conferences and you can say what you want, but at the end of the day, it's my decision on what mm-hmm. opens and what closes. So he the body well, can say what he wants to say, but the final say so comes down from Cuomo. And if it don't look right, he's not doing it. Nope. See, it's it's funny here because in Georgia, it's the reverse. You know, we have I mean, y'all have two Democratic governors and mayors, but we have a Republican governor. He basically overrides everything Mayor Keisha can say and do. So she can't even say no. Atlanta public schools won't go back to school if he says everybody has to go back to school. So unfortunately, he is like the governor of Florida, they are Trump bootlickers. So mm-hmm. it's very sad. Um, I don't know. Just I, I pray for the kids every day. We've already had two teachers who've already said they're not coming back. We've mm-hmm. had two teachers retire already. Um, 
I don't know, y'all. I really don't know because I don't know what job I can get. And I don't make a lot of money, believe me, but I don't know what job I can get that's going to pay me this. But And m- mostly it's benefits at this point. In time. Mm-hmm. Well, the good thing, I mean, not the good thing, but because everything has been changing and there's a new structure going on for jobs, there's going to be a lot of opportunities online for people because companies have to restructure. So it's a good opportunity for you to start looking into other fields and things that you can do. And then you don't have to worry about going in to an actual building. So that's unfortunately a lot of those online jobs require me to have another degree. And because I did think about it, I am, I cannot afford to take out any other student loans. And so I would have to pay for another degree out of pocket, even for me to go into guidance counseling, which I wanted to do, mm-hmm. I would require another master's. Um, so that's my dilemma about school as far as changing industries. But I have been looking as far as there's a lot of online elementary schools. So I've been looking about that. Unfortunately, they don't pay very well, but I'm kind of in a bad place right now with this education degree. Just, you know, it's just a lot going on and trying to stay positive and work on my mental health and my spirit is it's taking its toll on me. So, but that's about it. <laughs> is that noise on my end? You're probably me. I'm somebody doing that side. Just the car on my yeah. So, right. Stace, what you been up to? Um, I mean, same old. Still working every day. Um, keeping myself safe. With you know, wearing masks, wearing gloves when I need to. Not so much gloves as much like when I'm out in the stores. I don't wear them, but when I'm work- at work, I do. But um, social distancing. Um, and I feel like this whole situation has been a test for me for my faith. So I've been more in the word, reading the word, just praying more um, because I don't want to feel depressed. Or I don't want to feel like a doomed like this situation has us doomed. So I'm trying to elevate and lift myself up. So when we do come out, we're coming out, or I'm coming out a, a different person. I don't want to be in this, um, just scared or just always worrying about um, if I'm going to catch, you know, Rona or, or if a family member or what's going to happen next or with all the, the injustices going on in the world, who's going to die at the hands of another police oh my God. I'm just in the word I'm praying and it's been helping me a lot to keep a positive spirit positive attitude um, so that, that's about it for me I agree with you I piggyback on you with that I have too been working on my personal relationship with God um you know, recognizing that I have moved away from the word and I'm trying to come back, but I am working on that. I think that's really important as well. And I think at this time, that's the only 
whoever you believe in or you pray to, that's what's going to comfort you in this time. And I mean, it's work. It's working for me. It, it makes me feel like I, there is a someone protecting me, and I know that you know we're gonna go through it, but we're gonna come out of it. If he's allowing us to go through it, and we're still here, we're gonna we're gonna be okay. So, yeah, it's important to have that in your life. So, I'm just trying to lean on that harder. And these times, because we don't have, you don't have any leadership from your leaders right now because they're scrambling. They don't know what they're doing. And you have to look for strength from, from somewhere. So that's where my strength is coming from right now. Yeah, we don't have Ashley? guidance from a lot of places, our leader, government, employment. So you're right, Stacey, you just have to Focus on yourself and your well-being. Yeah. All right, we're just looking a little bit into, I mean, not a lighter subject because what's going on in the world for us as a, a people is just, um, it's heavy. Mm -hmm. It's heavy. I guess they just dive right into it. Um, how, how has everyone been feeling since? I mean, there's been a lot of incidences where Black people, Black women, Black men have died um, from the hands of police officers. But the one that's really been hitting us hard has been George Floyd. So. For me, like I said, it really hurt me in my soul to watch it. I tried not to watch it because I didn't want to see something like that. But I mean, it's something that we have to see so that we can never forget these kind of things like this happen. Um, I was going to, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I'm just going to say that the violence towards state-sanctioned violence towards Black body is nothing new. What I think is new about it is the allyship with white folk, the white amount of people who are waking up and, and the outrage that it finally brought. Um, we've marched, we've protested, and nothing has changed. So I think it's just, it's, it's just bubbled over. Um, I don't think it's, it's, I mean, it's always been difficult for black people in this country. Um, it's just a lot back to back. Um, I think that the one that really did it for me was Elijah McClain, because that was such an, I mean, all death is unnecessary, but that was such an unnecessary death. And, um, and the Breonna Taylor, it's just that nothing seems to be happening with it. But I just that if we feel like not just leaning on whatever higher power you have, but also leaning on the black community and finding beauty within the community and, and, and starting community within your building, within your home, within your neighborhood, I think that has been a beautiful outcome of everything that's going on. And to see the amount of other people who are recognizing it and joining the fight and joining the movement. 
I think that has been a beautiful thing as well. So I try to find, I mean, we should all be trying to find a little bit of joy in the day. But I find joy that amongst the struggles, I find joy in the statues coming down. I find joy in, it's just, it's basically just a band-aid, but to see Black Lives Matter painted on the streets. I find joy in seeing you know, they're thinking about changing the name of the Washington Redskins. So it's just little things like that that I still I try to find joy in despite all the craziness that's going on. I feel what you're saying, Kim. We have to continue to um, have our voices heard, but we also have to move to the next level of changing this system that continuously keeps us at the bottom. Absolutely, absolutely. And one of the main ways that we as citizens, besides civil unrest, like we're doing, and we see that the civil unrest, as much as people like to talk about rioting, which is not happening anymore, that caused most of the changes that we see. We've been peacefully protesting for 400 years. Shit ain't changed. Mm -hmm. But um, it took burning down a target to make these people wake up and realize what's going on. Um, I don't know. I'm hopeful for the future. I am. Because I see Black people just forming community and forming bonds. And I, I find that to be positive in a great, we're moving in a great direction. Unfortunately, as citizens, our power is very limited and our power, unfortunately, is in the voting booth. Um, and that's what we're going to have to show up and show out in November to try and change things. Because we can come up with policies, but we're not in, unless we start to run for our local politician politics, then we could affect change. But Vote is our power of change and civil unrest. Correct. So we, we need to vote, and but we also, after the voting process, we need to hold those that come into power, hold them accountable for supporting our community and what our needs are. Absolutely. And this is why local elections are important. A presidential election is amazing. Senator race. Congress, that's amazing. But you need to be voting for your borough president. You need to be voting for your city council. You need to be voting for the DA. So I just hope that we understand that it's not just about getting Trump out. It's about voting everybody, for everybody voting for every position. So you hear that, everyone? Go vote, go vote, and go vote. Point blank. That's we it. We want to affect change. We want to start to uh, see things change in the community for the better, um, building better relationships with the local community leaders. This is how we can affect the change. Um, it starts with that vote. You could research the people if you never heard the names before. Research. Or if you just want to vote all black, I mean, hey, that's no. No, I don't, do we, I don't see no problem with that either. Vote all black. If you can. No, we're not because not all skin 
kinfolk, all skin folk is kinfolk. It's very uninformed, very ignorant just to vote for somebody who's black. I am just joking. Jesus. Oh, okay. I was just saying, but because a lot of people do actually feel like that. I'm just going to vote for anybody black, and that's that's counterproductive. Just get out there and vote, y'all. But no, and don't no, use no COVID. Don't use Rona as the excuse because we can do absentee ba- ballots. Yeah. Um, Stacey and I did our absentee vote. Yeah. So because I was not you going to vote. You bring up a point because they're going to try and suppress our vote as much as possible. I, like a dummy, didn't get my absentee ballot, and I stood online for three hours to vote. Um, but you voted. But you I voted. voted. You and I want to stay steadfast because it and it rained. It rained that day. Just stay steadfast. It's going to be rough. There was like one voting machine, and they moved my my polling place. Just. Don't let the devil. Just don't let the devil. If you feel like waiting three hours is a problem, or waiting online for voting, just remember the the our, our brothers and sisters that are no longer here that mm-hmm. you know couldn't breathe because they had a knee in their neck, or were pulled out of their car because of a lane change, and then was found dead in a cell, or was walking home eating Skittles and was shot. Just think or about just running down just the street think in their about neighborhood. What we have to go through because of what they expect us not to do and what we haven't done for a long time. And we have to change it for ourselves. No one else is going to do that for us. Remember, we couldn't even vote at one point. Exactly. I was going to say, let's do it for our grandmothers and uncles uncles and aunts who fought for that right. So let's uh, just do it for all of us. Um, And I'm, I'm... I'm very serious going forward. If if you're not voting, seriously, don't complain about nothing because you weren't there to do it. And that's just what it comes down to. But I will say, I think that New York, I saw that you had really, really good voter turnout and you all had some amazing wins in New York. And I'm really, really proud of you guys. Um, we haven't had, this is a, a high absentee Valid vote. They yes. haven't finished okay. counting yet, they so they're waiting. So they'd rather wait okay. and do it mm-hmm. right than mm-hmm. to rush it. Than to rush but, it. At, right. Okay. Then to it's rush all crazy. It. Mm-hmm. But what I saw the results. I saw like AOC won. Um, a young brother. What's his name? Jamal Bowman. Um. Another guy, Masa Mondes, you know I'm talking about. Well, he wasn't in my district, so um, I don't think my district's votes have been finalized yet. A lot of districts haven't been finalized yet because there's so many absentee ballots that they have to count. Um, It's not, it's not, it's not final. Oh, okay. Yeah. I take my compliment back. No, 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 no. We can still keep the compliment because, you know, that love. Okay, all right. Good job, New York. Good job. Proud of you guys. Yes, because that New York love go. You're doing the damn thing. Thank God for our governor. 
And shout out to um, the New York City. I guess it's your city council. I don't ever want to give props to your mayor because y'all jumped down my throat. But they did just cut a billion dollars from uh, from NYPD's um, budget for next year. They could have cut a little bit more, but that's a good start. And that's going to go towards the community and youth and job creation. So good job, NYPD. But how does that how does that affect us having the appropriate trained officers on the NYPD? Well, number one, I will say this, and it's already been proven that this fear that if you start defunding the police, you're not going to have enough police on the streets. That is absolutely untrue. What that I'm money is going towards, what a lot of... get the police that are inappropriate, that are racist, that are mm-hmm. seeing black and brown people as anything but human? How do we put shine a light on those individuals and make sure they are no longer on the force. How does that well, affect that? I think what that comes to number one is a police accountability. The problem is that we do, there's no police accountability. So start number one is to get rid of laws. And I would say get rid of police unions because they are way too powerful. Um, but If we could start, I I think a good start would be to go through police records. And if they have excessive amounts and complaints of excessive force and and different types of behaviors, then fire these cops and go and recruit new cops from the neighborhoods to have a, a more inclusive, hopefully diverse police force. Unfortunately, you can train people all day, but if they're racist in their DNA, there ain't nothing you could do about that. So once again, and and I'm echoing what our governor said. So we took a million dollars away from them. What else? What are we going to do with that now? How is that going to keep black and brown people from being targeted or in a situation where they're seriously injured or killed? Well, it starts with cops. You may have taken the money away, but those same cops are still on the force. You haven't identified them. Accountability. So then now that means they need to, somebody needs to get together, all of these people involved, community leaders, uh, the government, uh, state and local government, we need to get together to change the system. Taking the money away, change the system. And that's what I'm not hearing. It does change the system. But doesn't New York, and have, doesn't NYPD, doesn't NYPD already have like a civilian review board? They've had a civilian review board for 20, 30 years and things so still what, continue to happen. So what do we need to do differently to change this internal system that's causing all these issues? And what it comes down to is it's an antiquated system that was, was made, what, 50, 60 well, absolutely. years ago? So what, what needs to happen, besides you defunding the police, great, use that money towards taking NYPD out of schools and using it towards a different program. That's wonderful. And all of those programs are great. But you still need to sit down with community leaders and also people in the community that live there to make a plan on how we are going to bridge the communication between and the officers the that mm-hmm. are supposed to be protecting and serving the community, 
how are you going to build that relationship between the people that you see every day, the people that you run down every day, or you know what I'm saying, that you see, that you know, because you patrol in that area. What are y'all going to do? Because you work for us, right? How are we going to work together to be well, number one? That's what it I comes think down that to. It's not just about defunding the police. Great. But we also need a plan on making it a better force throughout the country, period. Well, like I was, like there is plans in, in motion. We need to, the, the records to be reviewed. We num need, number one, to get rid of police unions. Because, <clears throat> excuse me, that's a big problem. You can't fire a cop easily. We need to get rid of those type of laws that make it harder and harder to fire police officers and then to go get their job someplace else. They absolutely need more training. That from basic, from jump. And we need to throw out the old system and start the new system. But unfortunately, as long as the unions have the power that they have, it's going to be really hard. Let's be very honest. Defunding the police is going to be one of the hardest, I mean, not defunding police, changing the police is going to be one of the hardest things in this country. Number one, we have to change people's attitudes about police. We have to change the police's attitudes about police. The police is not the military. Right, so they can be changed. So, And that's do, why I think let's not not just in addition to the funding, let demilitarize the police. If we don't start somewhere and keep saying that it's the hardest thing, then it's going to continue to happen. We so can start with the demilitarization of the police. You have cops thinking they're soldiers because they get to drive around in tanks on the streets of Brooklyn. So let's get rid of military-style weapons, number one. And I really do honestly believe there needs to be multi-psychological checks on these police officers on a regular basis. But nothing will get done if the unions still have as much power as they have. Well, Cuomo said something about uh, local government issuing... Um guidelines for the NYPD and they have until April of 2021 to be able to come up with laws locally in each I guess I don't know if he, he said whether it's mayors or whatever but he did state that he's given them until April to come up with laws locally so I guess that means each local government like I guess mayors in each division has to come up with their police how they're going to handle um, I think it was community policing, um, the racism, just different things. I don't know everything he said, but it's it's a start. He it's wants a plan. Because it's not going to happen overnight. Right. Yeah. You need a plan. You need to figure out what's not working, what is working, and how do we address and change, uh, reimagine how things could be better, not only for the police, but for the community they serve. And he wants that by April. So I will be tuning in to see what it is that they come up with and who's involved with coming up with the plan. And when you say mayors, do you mean each borough mayor? Because there's not, there's, that's what you mean? He's talking because about- No, he just said local government. Because mayors, I'm thinking mayors of different towns, that's out on the island. Uh, that's what he means because every every borough has their own borough mayor. 
I mean, yeah, the borough president is that what it's called? The borough president? They're so probably they're- all going to come together, right? Because you see New York City has a mayor, but then there's the five boroughs who have the local government, like the assembly, the um, the Senate. You know how it breaks down, right? The senators. So I guess he wants all of them within the different zones to come together for their area and then come forth with the plan. Because you have Nassau County Police, you have Suffolk County Police, you have NYPD, so it's different divisions that are covered. So they have to be able to cover their areas. So I think it's broken down. I don't know for sure, but I think it's broken down based on, like, the police divisions. You know? Yes. So, like, the Nassau Police will come together, NYPD, um, local government will come together, um, Suffolk County, um, government, local government will come together because they would have to enforce it on their police. He, so he didn't specify, but I'm sure the local government got the details. He did specify. Know? So he said there's approximately 40 police agencies within the state. I may be a little bit off. Maybe 40 or 50 police agencies. So he's expecting who's responsible for those agencies, those agency heads, the gov- local government heads to come together, come up with a plan, and submit it to him by April. Also including community leaders in that plan as and, well. Correct, states, community leaders. So there has to be a starting point A. And I believe, I mean, it, it goes state by state and how much change you will really want to affect when it comes to um, reconstructing, reconstructing the police force in your state. Um, and he is dedicated on doing that with NYPD, especially because mm-hmm. let's be honest, NYPD needs to be restructured. It needs it needs new officers. It needs training material. It needs a whole new outlook. Um, I'm not not shining a light on on Nassau County or you know Suffolk State Police, but NYPD specifically, it needs a change. It needs a total um, overhaul. Right. So he knows that um, de Blasio can barely get his people out here to stop these people from these fireworks because he's a Cuomo's about to bring in state state police on that if you don't fix that, if you don't get it together. Well, Um, de Blasio is also terrified of the police. Like, he's terrified of the police. I mean, I listen, but then you didn't didn't step down from being the mayor. Because at this point, it's about, it's about action. And who's been stepping up and doing both jobs has been Cuomo. He's been the mayor and the governor through these hard times for New York City. And he said it from the beginning, I'll take the hit. If you want to say I, I, I open, I close too late, or you know I shouldn't have shut, whatever you want to say, I'll take the hit. But I'm doing what I feel I need to do for New York State. And he's still- Well, how much, how much longer de Blasio has? Another two years? I mean, at this point, it doesn't matter because whatever he's saying, if Cuomo is not rocking with it, it's not going down. So whatever power de Blasio has, it don't matter. No, well, he thinks he has. Because if, if, if Cuomo is saying it's not right, it's not going to happen. And that's usually how it's been going. He's, he still needs to worry about NYCHA buildings and why they don't have no gas. Yeah, right? yeah gas, I saw that. Power, Heat, electricity, um, and in the wall, come on, 
and they're talking about it's going to be like mass um, <clears throat> evictions once they cut the unemployment benefits. It's going to be really bad. I don't think so. <laughs> because there's a lot of community agencies that are out there helping right now if people are taking advantage. You okay over there? I hear somebody choking. Kim. Yes. All right. Uh, we can step I'm away from the phone if you need to call. I'm cool. Okay. But I, I think the, the thing is we don't take advantage as we should. But there's a lot of local agencies offering help. There's still the the eviction moratorium, the um what do you call it? The rent guidelines board have issued zero percent interest rate on one year leases and I think it's one percent on two year leases for um uh, what kind of housing is it? I can't even think right now. But yeah, so there there are different things out there to help, but we have to take advantage. It's if we don't take advantage, and we out here spending these stimulus <coughs> and you know this extra six hundred dollars they're giving to unemployment and not paying rent, right? You get impacted. People are taking advantage. So they're just the what makes you believe people are not paying their money and they rent knowing they got to pay rent? Because they oh, not. Cause I know for sure there's people. Yes. Um, you know the kind of work I do? These people are talking about, oh, I still owe rent from this month. Like, why? If you're getting unemployment, there is no excuse. Pay something. It's better than nothing. Right. And then you and, have people out here who already give rent assistance right. prior to COVID. So pay your difference. But they think that they're, that, that um, they're not going to be able to look at the records and see that you were getting money and that you were able to pay. That's why Cuomo mm-hmm. keeps saying, if you're able to pay, Pay it, yes. Because when that, when that, uh, when it comes to the point where you have to pay that sum, that lump sum, mm-hmm. and they look back and say, "Well, you were getting in, you know, unemployment, or you were getting this, this, you know, this help, whatever." What you gonna say? Where, where'd your money? Where'd your money go? So, mm-hmm. if you can pay your rent, <laughs> pay your rent. Yes. Don't spend your money on fireworks. Oh. Pay your rent. Where are y'all even getting fireworks? It's illegal. I mean, every day here in my apartment complex, it's a a damn um, Macy's fireworks show. But, you know, fireworks are legal here. So That's a good question, Cam. They still illegal in New York State? I don't know where they're getting them from. I say the cops is lighting them on. I say the cops. No, they're not. Trust me. All right. Okay. Okay. I personally know someone who has... uh, who has tons of fireworks, okay. and I'm sure because they have people in Pennsylvania that that's where they got it from. Yeah, exactly, that's where they're coming It's legal. From. It is right there. They're coming from Pennsylvania because it's legal in Pennsylvania. Yeah. That's I think that's, that's the nearest state that is legal in. Yeah. It's only two hours mm-hmm. away, maybe mm-hmm. three. Hours but people um, find a way. Yeah. You will find a way to support your family and support your community. That's not supporting your family or your community. No, not unless you're selling it and making money from it, but still not legal, but yeah. Well, speaking of support, I don't know if any of you follow Terry Crews or or, or have heard the quote or seen the quote that he said um, basically about um, he has uh, all brothers and sisters in all walks of life and all ideology. Um, 
And actually, hold on. Let me do the, the actual quote. He said... Anyway, it's not up there. Um, let's not make Black Lives Matter. Oh, here you go. Sorry. Morph into... Okay, if you're a child of God, you are my brother and sister. I have family of every race, creed, and ideology. We must ensure Black Lives Matter doesn't morph into Black Lives Better. Let me just say this. If you go to YouTube, um, Roland Martin Live, he interviews Terry Crews. It's a 35-minute interview, but he gets into that. And I will just say this from listening to it and hearing about some of the other horrible, ridiculous, stupid, ignorant things he has said. Terry Crews is one of those black people that feel like the white man's water is wetter. So he really does cater to whiteness. Even with him throwing Gabrielle Union under the bus as far as the America's Got Talent thing. Uh, I think yeah. I think it would be pretty interesting if you go, if you have 35 extra minutes to go listen to it and hear him explain his case because it was 35 minutes of him not making a bit of sense. Well, I'm, he's always I'm, been aware though. I'm not gonna give him the time of day because this is not like you said. This is not the first time that he's had to try to explain something that he says from mm -hmm. you know making his own people feel like okay, we don't need to act like that. You know, we don't need to say that or let's not go that far. Um, but why can't? And I'm, we're not even saying let's be better. We want to have an equal as everyone else be considered to be human. But what's wrong with wanting to be better? To have something better? We just we we built this country. We've done things um, that are better that they've taken from us that we've invented. Why should we not achieve to be better? What what would because be wrong with that? that that hashtag wasn't to us because it makes absolutely no sense. Hmm. What we're trying to do is make Black Lives Matter to everybody else. So we don't need to be talking about Black Lives Do Better. We know what that means. We just want our lives to matter to y'all because we've been doing better than them without their acknowledgement. He's just a dumbass. Mm -hmm. He's it a dumbass. And he has... I think his wife is, I, maybe she's mixed. I know she's very fair. And so maybe he just feels like he has to make sure his in-laws feel comfortable. I don't know. He's just always flexing his titties on TV for white people. It's too much for me. Yeah, I just, I, it really makes me look at him and people that, I, there's people, I guess, that feel the same way that he does side-eye because, Terry Crews, you have a story, right? You were out here getting um, me too me too by white men. Man. You know, you've yep. been in situations, and you, I would think you would be an advocate for for your people to 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 be better, and not to be okay. Just like let's just stay on the same course, or let's not try to be more than we need to be. I just let's found that settle. To be really disheartened. Let's for what they give us. Very and, disheartening. And right. that's what bothers me when they do the whole Black Lives versus All Lives Matter. It's like the reality is we, like you said, Kim, we are human beings and you have never treated us as such. We want acknowledgement that we are also human beings who have built that's this it. country from the ground up. 
And you That's said, could treat, treat us and consider us as less than. And that's unacceptable. That's it. It's unacceptable. And I've seen this quote and I keep seeing it. And I said, I'm going to get a tattoo. It says, America's lucky black people just want equality and not revenge. Because in all, in all actuality, in all actuality, I'm sorry, it's the chief tequila. We have <laughs> every right to seek revenge on this country. But the lucky black people are peaceful people. We're naturally peaceful. Yes, but we have a we have a God who will revenge for us. And there's a change. I mean, in yes. this, there's a change in this country that's happening naturally because it's so in the end by the Bible. The first, the first will be last, and the last will be first. It's a change. That's it. So nothing that's can it. stop nothing can stop the word of, of, of what's gonna happen. To, to this country and to this world. So it's, it's like you said before, it's an awakening that's happening and people, not just black people that, that notice what's going on, but there's a shift. You can feel it that's happening and it, it will not be stopped. So, well, we have to make sure it doesn't stop because we can't just be okay with them throwing bones at us. We need to have a full overhaul right. of this system so we can have equal rights for our health, education, finances, employment, everything that was supposed to be a part of the American dream. We should be a part of that also. Yep. So we're going to keep the fight going and we're not going to stop. I don't think it's ever going to end. I think it's just going to be ongoing until there's no longer life on the earth. Honestly. It should be. Um, no, always be like there. Always be black and brown life on this earth. Um, so all yeah. the people who thumped the Bible, I have yeah. a question. Um, didn't the Jews wander the desert for four hundred years? Well, the Israelites, if you want to be more specific, but yes. Okay. They, they Thank you. The they um, wandered the desert for 40, 40 years. But that's well. I mean, that's a whole nother issue. That's a whole nother lesson. <laughs> that's a whole. That's, get, that's, a that's whole, gonna be our Sunday service. That's session. like because they kept <laughs> the trying time. God said, "Until you do right, I'm going. You're gonna keep wandering. Till you follow my commandments and my laws. And my, that's something else. I don't want to get into that. That's a well. Whole then nother, look at what we in now. We in this global pandemic. Like everything is just going crazy now yeah so there has to be a change coming something has to revert and on top of that it's the 400th year of slavery and i believe that the ancestors are coming together and shaking the planet up i think it's a great thing and if you're connected to a higher spirit i think that we will be okay we are resilient people. We are peaceful people. Absolutely. I think in the end, we will be okay. But I also advise everyone with melanin in their skin, if you live in a state that you can, become a licensed gun owner. And I am in the process of get, becoming a licensed gun owner because I think it's getting... How to use it. Oh, absolutely. Of course. Um, but to become a licensed gun owner, you have to, you know, take the gun safety course. 
um, and continue to take it. It's not just a absolutely. one. Absolutely. Because we have to protect ourselves because if I think that one of the things I hope all of us have realized that at the end of the day, we are all we got as black people, but at the same time, we are all we got as righteous people. Now that includes people of all colors and races and orientations. We are all we got and we really have to protect our, each other because the cops have made us all enemy number one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Our government has absolutely made us enemy. But we're going to be okay because we operate in love and we're going to be fine. Welcome back, Jay. Hey. Hey. Just um, some delays in my network here. Something's wrong with your network. Mm-hmm. You know, everything was loading. All this five G, they trying to get moving on, messing up people's networks. That and this uh, COVID tracker they installed on our phones. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. You you what? um signed up for the COVID tracker? No, it's turned off on my phone, but they or they installed it with updates. Hi, what? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. So on iPhones and Androids, you can mm-hmm. upload or you can turn on the COVID tracker to know what your community or where you are, what the numbers look like. Mm-hmm. I just got a Samsung. So there's supposed to be a way you go into Google and you can um, Google settings mm-hmm. and um, you can turn on the setting to get COVID alerts. I personally mm-hmm. think track further tracking me, so I don't have to turn on. I I didn't even know exactly. No idea. So I will not. Yes. Yeah, so no. Thank there was an outage. Sorry. A couple weeks ago, there was this big outage with um, cell phone companies. Yeah, I remember. And the internet was working, but the phone wasn't working. I remember. So you would call people. Yes. So that's when they installed it. <laughs> what? Well, my phone. Yes. So that's what was behind it. Come on. The outage. I didn't have it even after the outage. However, my phone kept pushing for the update, and I don't usually do updates on my phone until I feel like it's been some time that has passed, and, like, people have already done the updates. So, like, it automatically did the update because I was plugged in at the time that it wanted to push the update that I had postponed it to and not realizing. So then once the update was done, then I was able to go in. So it's different on an iPhone than an Android. On an Android, you're supposed to see it under Google, but on an iPhone, you see it under the health settings. Wow. Yep. So mine just turned off and that's all I need to know. I mean, because I don't, honestly, I don't even think it's 100% accurate. The numbers are there, right? But like, they're not accurate for that day. There, There's an average thing going on, you know? Because you can't tell me you're getting test results for everybody in that same day. Even if you're in the hospital, you're not getting test results that same day. Right. So right. it's not so accurate, you know? Right. 
Right. Huh. It's just another way for, like you said, to track us. What information mm-hmm. they're getting, we will never know. Exactly. What else, right? They are some sneaky. Probably being on COVID. Wow. All so right. check your phones, check your Google, go to settings, go to Google. If you have an Android, go to settings and go to health. If you have an iPhone and you'll see the COVID tracker. If you haven't done the most recent update, you won't see it. But if you've done the most recent update, it's there. Well, thanks for that info, Jay, because I like I said, I wouldn't know. And I'm sure people out that are listening to us may not know either. So that's good information. And devil's advocate, if you feel like it, it works for you, you want to stay in the know about what's going on in your area. Um, I guess turn it on then. Mm-hmm. I won't see. see what happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Before we move on, any any um any more um topics around you know what's going on in our country? Or um, anything else we want to say about it? Anyone? Well, I was curious about how um, employers are responding. Um, I see a lot of companies have sent emails um, in their support of Black Lives Matter. So I wanted, I was curious, have you guys as companies, employers sent anything regarding what's going on in the world about our racial pandemic. I'll start. Oh, no. Next. Um, my, company, my company sent something. I just felt like it was superficial. It was, mm-hmm. it was a summary of what we already know, what's in the media, um, but nothing really... Um, nothing that really made me think that there was support and understanding and acknowledgement of what's going on in the world and for people of color who work at my agency. Um, my, there has been nothing. Well, while you guys, well, you guys are still kind of like communicating though, because of what's going on, right? Because schools were closed for you? No, they're sending out emails. It's been nothing. Well, I'm blessed. I think um, I'm blessed because our commissioner, as well as my deputy director, has um, sent out communication acknowledging what's been going on with Black Lives Matter. Um, Even in the protest, our deputy sent out an email acknowledging that there's a protest in our area around the office. And he didn't say... You can't participate or anything, but um, it was, I feel like it was like, if you wanted to participate, go ahead and participate. So I guess that could be a part of like him being an African-American male himself. You know, I think that makes a difference because my my agency is predominantly African-American, which is a blessing in disguise. I guess I didn't realize it until, you know, you see other um, companies that are not even acknowledging but I think the the acknowledgement was appreciated and I didn't realize until you know I I, I, I was talking to me and Hill had a discussion 
And I didn't realize it until he'll discuss, like, you know, they're not acknowledging. And I'm like, wow. Because at first they weren't acknowledging when me and Hill spoke. So it was just like a eye opener. Like, I guess I, I didn't even appreciate it because it was just there. Right. But then I guess not to have it, I probably probably would have felt more of an impact. But to have that, like I said, from our commissioner as well as the deputy, I appreciate it. And our commissioner is Caucasian, but our deputy is um, African-American. I mean, it just means a lot for them to reach out or to put that out there, you know, just to make you feel like they're aware of what's going on. They're aware of of who's employed in their agency and Mm -hmm. um, that it matters to them. That's a, that's a huge morale booster to be able to go to work knowing that, you know, that someone has realized that there's a difference or or care. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like my agency, mostly I know is majority brown and black people. Mm -hmm. And we deal with a lot to get, you know, nothing, not from a supervisor uh, uh, on up, nothing. So it's, you know, it really just, it makes you see certain companies or, you know, managerial, you know, people. This is why people are out here in a certain way. And fighting. Absolutely. And I'm not saying you got to give me your personal opinion on how you feel about it, but just let, let your employees know how, you know, support, support them. It just makes me feel like once again, um, black people are crazy for feeling the way that they feel. Mm-mm. Because um, you don't, you're too f- fragile to deal with what has happened in this country and what your ancestors have done to other human beings in this country. You don't want to acknowledge it. So you want us to continue to sweep it, sweep it under the rug, and when it's we called white fragility, we speak out about it, we're crazy. Or oh, it's not everything is a black white issue. Oh, not everything is a race issue. It absolutely is. Walk in these shoes, and maybe you'll understand. Right. But those shoes that you're walking in, you're a little bit too fragile right now. You don't want to face the facts of what's happened on your end and you don't have to live what I live mm-hmm. and continue to live mm-hmm. well that's a blessing on your end Jay for real I, I appreciate it knowing that you know mm-hmm. you guys haven't gotten any acknowledgement and somewhat of acknowledgement mm-hmm. and you know what's crazy too um, when it comes to Juneteenth like for some companies, they automatically added it for this year. Why do we have to wait for next year? I felt some type of way about that. Like, why do we have to wait for next year? I understand it's a, it's it's politics behind it, but right. you know, some organization acknowledge it immediately for this year. I, I you know, but we acknowledge it. That's what it really comes down to. But I I, I understand when he. I thought that they were going to start it this year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Especially when you got somebody who claimed and they made it popular. Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever. Your commander in chief. Don't do that. 
So okay. I mean, I guess we can. I guess we can be still appreciative of the fact that they're starting to acknowledge, right? Because honestly speaking, if you haven't like been educated in knowing what Juneteenth is, which I probably, I mean, don't get me wrong, I've gone to school and I've heard of it, but I probably didn't acknowledge it as like. Not that it's not important because it is, because I took African history only in college. So I definitely know of it. But as far as ever being acknowledged, I didn't think it would ever happen, you know? So I guess it should be a proud moment for us all, whether you knew about it before or not. But just the fact that, you know, we're starting to acknowledge it, we should have started with this year. I think that would have made a larger impact, especially for the organizations who are not even sending out any type of communication regarding what's going on with Black lives, you know? So just to say that Juneteenth is acknowledged as the holiday, that will be a way of acknowledging Black lives, you know? Well, Kamala Harris did put a bill forth to make it a national holiday, a national paid holiday, but it is sitting in the the Republican-led Senate. Mm. So there has been bill put forth so until mitch mcconnell signs off yay or nay Hmm. it's just Hmm. sitting on his desk which will be sitting forever along with the democratic police reform bill and the next stimulus package they're just sitting there are you guys i get sorry i'm sorry uh stacy your your mayor de blasio gave city workers off the next year juneteenth Oh, okay. I mean, that's a start. I mean, New York City is different. They, it's always done different from the rest of the country. So we always lead by example. Take coronavirus, take for example. People were opening up while we were shutting down. Um, mm-hmm. That's why California spiked up because they, they reopened too early. Bars and stuff. So that's... that's um, that's a good step for New York, but for the rest of the country, we're gonna we're gonna hope and pray that they get mm-hmm. on and start to change and realize that um, days of Juneteenth are very important to this country, um, and it should be acknowledged. So, all right. So I guess we can move on to. I think you guys want to continue. Well, I'm interested to talk about um, the season finale of Insecure. Mm. Oh, yes, yes. Get into some, uh, some TV. Before we get into Insecure, because there was a group chat, there was a group chat text that went around, and there was a, a meme that was sent out, and someone <laughs> did not understand this meme. And I need to know why. Oh. What was this about? So. (laughs) I just assumed everyone that's Black and has watched the Cosby show knows the episode that Vanessa took her behind all the way down to Baltimore. 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 Big fun with the with wretched. Now, so what does that mean? <laughs> I'm the one who didn't know what that meant. 
So what does it mean? So the fact that let's just clarify first. So the meme was um posted by Charlemagne the God. And it said, shout out to Florida, Texas, and Arizona for having big fun the last two months. Hope it was worth it. So the picture is COVID-19 as Claire Huxtable, Vanessa Huxtable as Texas, Florida, and Arizona. And all the way in the back, minding everybody's business, but still safe and socially distancing is Rudy Huxtable playing New York. So we send this out to the group chat and I'm assuming everyone knew what it was about, but here comes Lady J not understanding why we sent this out. So it's hard to explain, Jacinta, because I just assumed that you did watch the Cosby show, am I correct? Yes. So do you remember, like, is there any standout episodes? Because this is... No, certain... this episode. Let's start with no, this episode. Well, do you remember this episode? When she went to Baltimore um, with her friends, but told her parents she was going to be staying at the friend's grandmother's house. And then the house... Not in entirety. Okay. So, all right. This is what it comes down to for me and you in pop culture. Like, because if you black, and I don't know if Kim is still here, if she can oh. tune in. You, Why you, would I not be here? Oh, I didn't, because I didn't, I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. There's just certain things that you just know when someone says, like, big fun with the wretched, you just automatically know what that means. That's an assumption, but go ahead. No, no, no. no. It's Kim, a fact. It's how a fact. did you read it, Kim? Did you read big fun with the wretched? Yeah, because I remember the episode. <laughs> it's one, I mean, it's, that is, I mean, they're all old, but it's like a newer, older one because it's when uh, Vanessa was like in college, not college, last year, high school. Yeah. And Stace, you knew they were saying big fun. Yes, because that's how Claire said it to her. She said you went down there to have big fun with the wretched. Didn't you, Vanessa? You had big fun with the wretched. In, in Baltimore. Right. But the fact is, like, the whole trip went from her lying to her parents saying she was staying at her friend's house because they were going to go see it to a concert. They ended up in Delaware, had donuts in Delaware, got the car stolen, and then still decided to take a bus down to Baltimore to see the wretched, the group name is the wretched, and um, they ended up getting robbed and didn't have money to get back home. Um, and in the meanwhile, the grandma's house had caught on fire. So they, her parents, Claire and um, Claire. Cliff, seen it on TV. So they freaking out, thinking that something happened to Vanessa. And then to find out, she's all the way down in Baltimore having big fun with the wretched. So it's Sorry, I, mean, I have to see it to understand. She didn't understand, but I'm it. just confused. She as didn't to understand how. Texas, Florida, Arizona. They just wilding out. Meanwhile, New York went to bed when they were told to. There's just certain episodes, mm -hmm. TV shows, 
that you have to know else your black card gets revoked, Jay. Her culture card is gone. No. And that I'm is the one who sent it. And y'all res- y'all's response was like, what's she talking about? And I'm like, what? Because you weren't saying the right thing. Because what? <laughs> Because you said you saying the right thing. <laughs> you said, let me tell you what she said. She said many other states are in the same boat. So right there, I was like, wait a minute. She don't get the reference. And if that's you- why your response was uh, met with a excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so so what exactly did I miss? Because I'm still Separately, like on DVD, because it's still a part of my history. But it's just, but it's even still, it's just certain episodes. I I remember every episode of the Cosby Show. I'm just gonna be honest, every single one. But there's certain, there's certain ones that just stand out, um, that you just never forget. And then most of them are Vanessa, because when Vanessa got in trouble, she got in trouble, trouble. She she was bad, but she was the smart one. But I digress. Yeah. She had um, middle kid syndrome. Yes. Or uh, even when Denise mm-hmm. brought home um when she came back from Africa and she was married. She home the husband <laughs> and, and the baby. That's not her stepchild. It still didn't compare to the um Vanessa bringing home Dabness Brick. Dabness Bricky. It's just certain things mm-hmm. um that you know stand out. And if someone says it to you. Being in the culture, you automatically know what it is and what show it is. Like, you know, I started singing, Don't you know, no good, don't you know, no good, no good, no, 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 don't you know, no good, she don't know, she don't know, no good. Jay, do you know, don't you know, no good? Yes, where's that from? Family Um, Man sings it. That's what I'm saying. You can't fault her. She, she's Afro-Latina. What did she say? I said, who sings it? No. <laughs> I, I said, what she... And wrong. What show is that from? Well, Kim just said it, so... What did Kim say? That's that. What did Kim say? What? 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 I didn't. I didn't hear what Kim said. Family matters. Oh, I was joking. I was joking. She was telling the truth, Kim. She thought you was speaking the truth. What did you Uh, do during the nineties, Jay? What did you do? (laughs) All right, listen. That's on. Well, how about we start with the age difference? Because I, I so thought Stacy was a lot closer in in my age group. No ma'am. Hold up. no, ma'am. Wait Where a minute. Hold up. Hold so, up. Hold up. No, ma'am. A's don't have nothing to do with classic black TV. Nothing. nothing. Uh, yes. Because no, ma'am. We didn't. We didn't say. We didn't say just to tell us about facts of life. We didn't say right. tell us about facts of life. We say no. Why don't you know about Martin and the Cosby Show? Right. Martin's on seven different channels every day. <laughs> 
I only see it on BET, but um, well, what were you there doing? You go. Nineties, Jay. What were you doing? All right, I was, I was, I was ten. I was between the ages of ten and fourteen. And what was I doing? I was at church. Um, oh, most, of, most of the days. Okay, so she so was watching Veggie Tales. Okay, non. It was existent, but it wasn't to that mm-hmm. extent. So you was watching Bob was, Gospel and Veggie Tales. Yes, and. I mean, and touched by an angel. And touched by an angel. Okay. Or Highway to Heaven. That's what she was watching. Yeah, in the heat of the night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, but <laughs> all the grandmas love those shows. I watched the Cosby show, but it didn't come on on um, Friday night. So I feel like you Friday night. Was the no, it was Thursday. It was Thursday, you followed by a different TV. world. Thursday. I only remember Fridays watching TV. I, I don't remember I, watching TV any other day of the week. I can't I even ask you how many I can't, watched on Friday. I can't even ask you how many different theme songs a different world had. But you know what? Hold up. The, best one. the reason the reason why she knows Friday night shows, if you think about Friday night shows, Friday night was ABC night. Yes. Because we know that was usually pizza and Blockbuster night in my house. So that was mm-hmm. that was Full House. That family was Family Matters. Family step matters. by step. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the two men that lived together? Perfect, Perfect strangers. Mm-hmm. So I mean, she knows those Friday crazy. night white shows. But growing Pretty up, much. I mean, I just since it was about what five years of difference of age, somewhat, you would mm-hmm. still be in the age to know. Martin and living single is what I'm saying. I That's do know right. those. Yeah, but you don't know, don't you know no good? So you don't know Martin, sir. Oh, with um Pam and um Okay. So we're gonna move on yeah. to um Institute oh. now. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Try play me. Can I ask you all a question before we go into Insecure talking about another HBO show? Sure. Have you all watched that show on HBO, I think it's called I Drive Myself Crazy, I Make Myself Crazy or something like that. With no. the Hulk? With the black girl, she has an English accent and she's wearing a pink wig. No. Oh, no. Uh, I've seen the previews. It's just something yeah. about it just doesn't interest me to it looks it's, interesting, but I don't want to it's very, it's very, I was trying to give it a try. It's very dark. I don't know if you remember a while ago, I tried to get you all to watch that show on Netflix, Chewing Gum. Yeah, she was on there and I couldn't get into That's the girl. Yeah, I know. I couldn't get yeah. into Chewing Gum either. Um, okay. So, yeah. All right, I was just asking. All right, go ahead on to Insecure. But I will say also Insecure, since we're on there, Yvonne, um, her comedy special, if you haven't watched it, it was pretty funny. Yvonne she doesn't curse. It was good. I would say definitely give that um, a watch if you haven't seen it. I was I was entertained. She had me cracking up. And it's, it's, it's clean comedy because she doesn't church because she's, um, she's saved. Oh, right. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that, but yeah. It was good, mm-hmm. though. All right. And she also they follows her throughout her um where is she from? Um Nigeria. Yeah. Yeah. So she showed a little bit about her her home life. So that was good. And she's a virgin. Yeah. 
Interesting. You didn't know that? No, she's yeah. she's she's waiting for the Lord to send her husband. Yeah. And and what is she in her mid thirties? Yeah, and almost her, yeah, thirty-eight. She's almost forty. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she talks about like dating and stuff like that, and how she just wants to find someone who reads. <laughs> who reads? Who reads? And, you yeah. know, and it's like yeah. you know, it's, it's difficult. And for we talk about it. I mean, we're not all single, but majority of us that we are here. Um, it's harder and harder to find Please. Um, someone who is well-rounded. Yeah. When you're in the, the older thing, we become, yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, really, it's really difficult nowadays. It's sad. It, it makes you mad sometimes. I'm, I know yeah. for me, sometimes it makes me a little despondent and angry. Like, what is happening? <laughs> like, I agree, too, because I feel like my parents set this foundation, you know, for me to be educated, get a good job, be able to take care Mm -hmm. of myself, be able to cook and clean and be able to to take care of a household. And I can't find anyone to build a household with. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. to hear and see her talk about it, it's kind of, I'm not going to say it's refreshing, but it is because, you know, She's a successful, she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's having just as difficult time as a regular woman in the world um, trying to find a match or someone yeah. that you could just, you know, have a conversation with conversation. that knows the difference. But if she stay has in Nigeria, it'd be a different story. Huh? I said if she stay has in Nigeria, it'd be a different story. No, I, I, she's of Nigerian descent. She's She wasn't born in Nigeria. But she's born here. No, I think she was. She was. But it doesn't loved. matter. She's she in America now. About growing up in Nigeria, right? And then well, they she now? And her mom, they 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 have a house in Nigeria and in Washington. Mm-hmm. So they got because her mom was a nurse in in DC somewhere. So, but her mom, her parents were really strict. So if I mean I don't want to give everything away, but if if. If she was hanging out with someone who didn't make A's, she couldn't hang out with them anymore. Sounds so like the, the level of expectation for I mean, parents, that's, that was my life. The yeah. level of expectation for my parents on who she could be with was like, no. If, if they're not at this level, you cannot be around them. So that's the problem. Or, you know, how do we relax our standards but still keep our standards? Like, is it even possible? Because we we are still the standards and we're still alone. I think it is possible. It depends because if you're like Molly, her standards are very rigid and they're rigid in a point that is detrimental to her. So I think that comes from your personal thought and finding yourself and knowing who you are and what you may be willing to relax a little bit without changing who you are and what you expect mm-hmm. but that's something you have to think about but it i mean that's about life it's about compromising i mean you yeah. just have to figure out what you're willing to compromise but if um, but i think it does i'm sorry it does get to a point where you do have to be like okay am i part of the reason why i'm still single and that comes with a lot of self-reflection it does, but she also talks about you know going on dates with different types of guys and yeah. finding out that they're not single. They'll say, "Oh, what mm-hmm. you mean by single?" Uh-huh. 
I got somebody at home that care about me, but I mean, I don't feel the same way. Why you want to date? I've run into that. Yes, so, I've run into a lot of that. What kind? Of, what type of compromising are you willing to make to be with someone? And she's not willing to say like, I'm not gonna be with someone who still got someone at home, but you're not really feeling them. No, mm-hmm. like I'm looking for someone who's gonna be dedicated to me, or someone that knows the difference between grapes and olives. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I'm absolutely. But anyway, but I'm not you- talking about relaxing something. You know, like I'm willing to date someone who doesn't know the difference between grapes and olives. But you know, if you were like, all right, he's got to have a master's from an Ivy League school and you're holding out waiting for that, maybe it's okay to be like, you know what? He has to have a master's, but it doesn't have to be from an Ivy League school. That's the type of things I'm talking about. Yeah. So, I guess that is a funny special comedy special. If you guys get a chance, I would say watch it. You get to know her a little more. And no, she's not Molly, but she's you know, she has standards mm-hmm. as, as well as we all should. Um, and shout out to her for being able to hold on to that conviction of being true to who you are and waiting for your husband. I think that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Especially being Hollywood and be like you said, beautiful and successful. That's got to be like a lot of temptation. Yeah. All right, so insecure because it's been a couple of weeks, so we got someone has to refresh my memory. What? Ha- oh, uh, Lawrence. He's, oh my goodness, Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence. He disappointed me. Uh, he Why? How did he disappoint him? I kind of figured that is, is exactly it's, what this is. Why they? I did up. too. I mean, they broke up. I was not. But, surprised. but Jacinta, why do you say you were disappointed? It wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. What? That, that she's um, pregnant. A, yes, it was because it's a 50-50. Right. We both play a role in pregnancy. Right. Her for allowing. I mean, yes, absolutely. And yeah. Participating. Together or not, they, it didn't appear as though they were even together that long to be okay with, you know, having sex without any protection. And then for. Yeah her to become pregnant I mean I don't blame honestly I don't blame her for wanting to keep it because as a woman of my age I feel like at a certain point you want to you know have a kid and she's been married before and all of that and she wasn't you know able and to she said she had an abortion matter. before mm-hmm. and she had an abortion so before. now it's like now I have the opportunity again I'm not gonna let it go and that would be something that would be me at this age, right? But at a younger age, it would be a different story. But I'm a little bit older now. I think once I hit 30, it was like, all right, I'm ready to have a kid. Man, man or not, you know? So I can understand. Do you think that Issa and Lawrence's relationship can survive this? Because yes. it's going to... I No. No. I, I mean, I'm going to say no, no. Because number one, it's going to be their first child. His first child, Condola's first child. Those moments of, you know, doctor's appointments, sonograms, birth, that's something that's going to bond him and Condola together. And it's something that Issa is not going to be able to be a part of. Mm -hmm. Because he's a good, 
I'm sorry. I was going to say he's a good dude. So I think that he would absolutely be there with Condola going to the doctor and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. But you know what? At the end of the day, if you're truly in love with someone, these things are important. Yes. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. There is no love. There is no love that strong that's going to make me be a willing participant in this BS. Right. Because, like Stacey said, you have to learn to not share your partner. Granted, their relationship is still fairly new. This is still a shaky. You have to share him now with the woman who was your friend, who's pregnant and has a baby. And you know he's a good dude, so he's going to be there for that baby. And what's going to happen when y'all home chilling and she calls and says, hey, Lawrence, I need you to come over because the baby won't stop crying in the middle of the night. That no, Take no, the there is no love. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Mother, you do ninety percent of the work, whether you like it or not. You're going to do ninety percent of the work. And I know it's coming from someone who doesn't have a child, but as a mother, you're going to do ninety percent of the work. What because does that have to do with putting up with the nonsense? I'm doing ninety percent of the work. Especially but in the household. It's so not taking about, care but, of the household, it's taking care of the kids. But it's not about the it's not about the work I'm talking about the bonding moments between yeah. parents for their first child together. It's going to be something that yeah. something's gonna out, have to get dropped. An outsider and it's gonna be Issa. It's not going it's to gonna be, be exactly. no matter no matter how yeah. much Lawrence is gonna want to like bring Issa in, it's still not a bonding moment between my girlfriend and my baby's mom, my first child. Yes. That child is close at this point. That child is going to always be the priority at this point. Exactly. I I I know Condola said to him, like, you don't have to be a part of the baby's life. I'm willing to take care of it. I don't see Lawrence not wanting to be a part Mm -hmm. of a child that's going to be in this world and him not know of it. It's not going to happen. Because he's a good dude. Mm-hmm. Right. He's a good dude. They're going to. So, and I don't know if they're going to be together because I feel like Condola still has feelings for Lawrence. She did. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we are women. We're more emotional. Like, you still yeah. have feelings for Because Issa. if she didn't, she wouldn't have told him. She would have mm-hmm. just had that baby on her own. Yep. Not just that, she asked him. And if he would have been like, no, I don't have feelings for Issa anymore, they would have still been together. Right. Yeah. She, she didn't want to break up. She broke up because she was kind of forced to break up. She, so that's going to make it very complicated. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, Issa is not that, Issa's not that person. No. And Issa's not that girl. She cannot handle that. That's like asking me to do that. I can tell you 100%. I could not handle a situation like that because your partner is now splitting y'all quality time with somebody else and that you have, like you said, Stacy, are not a part of. And on top of the fact, he could still possibly be moving to San Francisco. That's still up in the I don't think that's going to happen because of this baby. No. For him to have a better job, it might. For him to get a better opportunity, uh, you know, more money. Mm-hmm. The baby. 
I mean, I don't know if Condola will move. I, like that, that's the whole next season to see what's gonna happen. Yeah. But I know for sure Issa is not gonna be down with, you know. No. <laughs> no. Oh, you going to see? You going to bring her some ice cream? Mm-hmm. Or oh, she's got a doctor's appointment? No, Issa is not. Like no. Said, no, I don't see it happening. Especially when that's oh, see, when I was that girl from, like, um, about she better go to the store and get the shit. <laughs> what? What? You, 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 you have some type of hatred like, against baby mothers. She better go get that. So just said to relax. Jesus. The <laughs> <laughs> sister. No, ma'am. You can't do that. No. No, no. <laughs> I mean, and then if he decides that he needs to go do it, then you know that's where the fuck he needs to be. That's, that's his. It. That's his responsibility. That's he created that baby. Listen, when the baby's born, you need to be there. That's all you need to do. Because she said she didn't want him. So you, Child, you putting up with a lot, sis. But you know, go ahead. You, you stronger than me. He's gonna want to be there. He is that yeah. a good And then we ain't gonna be together. Too. Well, that's what Issa's saying. Issa's like, I can't, I'm not gonna be able to handle it. This. I can't do that. I think she broke up with him. That's when she went out on her balcony and started smoking the joint. I think she broke up with him. Yeah, because she's probably going through her head if she's thinking that him, her and Lawrence are gonna have a baby together. They're gonna get married. They're gonna go down that road together. This yeah. is a block that she did not, a stumbling block that she didn't, nobody saw coming. Nope. So yeah. it, it took her way back. Like she had to go sit and smoke a blunt. Like I can't believe this shit is happening. <laughs> like, yeah, it really, it, really, it really hurt her. I, I mean, yeah. everything is with timing. So, and that's my thing. Like if if he felt if he really still loved Issa, instead of you going out and trying to like cover it and be with someone else, now you done made a whole another situation that you didn't want to have. Yeah. But life happens. I don't know. I don't think I would even be able to be able to. I don't think I would be able to be with Lawrence if I was Issa. But if he chose, if if Issa chooses to be with him, it it would be probably like, if that's what you're going to do, then we ain't going to be together. Like she'll give him the opportunity to kind of choose. But it's hard. How can you put a man to choose between his child? Because that's what he's ultimately choosing by, you know, helping this woman. He's choosing to be there for his child. I'm confused. What do you mean choose? He don't have a choice. You made this baby. Yeah. Well, Condola says she don't need him. So as a man, he doesn't have to be there. And as a man, as as a man, he will be there and the word you use as a man, a he man will man. be there. Right. Not a, as a male to leave, but as a man, of course he's going to be but there. She, but yeah. she's doing. But the reason she's... why she's doing that is to see what he's going to say. She don't want to put the there pressure on him to say like, yeah. I want you here. I want this baby yeah. and I want you. She's trying to give him an out so that he doesn't yeah. feel the pressure. Yeah. Because she knows yeah. already that he still has feelings for Issa. But right. she don't want to feel like she's, she got tra- like she's trapping him. That's what she doesn't want to do. Because Condola, let's right. not, I'm, but, like, I don't hate her. Like A lot of people I've seen online was going at, at Condola. Like, why are y'all going at that woman? First of all, she's a character. But secondly, 
Um, she didn't trap him. It wasn't like she was trying to get pregnant. They met each other at church with by him. It just happened. Like you um, said, they 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 right? And, and that's real life. People have sex without a condom sometimes. Right. It happens. And and the, and the real talk, like Jay said, when you're at that age and you want children, and God has not blessed you with a baby. Don't don't worry about they the circumstances how a guy. And she's financially stable. Exactly. So yeah, she so, said, yeah. yeah, she said, okay, no, you don't have to be a part of the baby's life. I got this. But no, at the end of the day, no one she, wants to raise a, a, a child on their own, be a single parent. Yeah. Nobody wants that. Even if you have all the money in the world, you can't be she a mother and a father. You know what I'm saying? Like you want to have both parents there to show that love for you know for the for the baby the baby but at the end of the day she knows that she has the big joker and she can always pull that out i mean she has the baby yeah so we'll see we'll see what happens with um with with isa oh you know what i think about I mean, it's they can't film. How long is it going to be before we get another season? Because that's they can't film right now. Hmm. I said that's that's what I was asking myself too. Yeah, it's going to be a while. Yeah.